once again. It is the Edited for Content podcast. I am your host, Earl, and it is season two. It is the first episode of season two. I'm going to call it the transition episode because let's be honest, I didn't do anything at the end of season one, and I feel as though I've left you hanging out there, wondering if there was going to be a comeback, wondering what was going to happen next, and here we are. That's right, the first episode of season two. Season two is going to be so much better than season one, I promise you, starting with the fact that, well... (sighs) It's just going to be a lot more fun. The topics are going to be better. And I found out something about myself. I found out that getting guests is so hard. It's so difficult to make sure that you have somebody to talk to every week. So I got to thinking, what is an easy way for me to fix this problem? And then as if a lightning bolt hit me right square in the center of my ass, I came up with, I'll get a co-host. That's easy enough. I'll find somebody who, A, wants to fight with me, B, is a Gemini, and C, I've known for the better part of my life. Enter Carrie, who is going to be my co-host for season two. Hi, Carrie. Hi. (laughs) It's me. It's you. Oh, it's it's going to be great. Quick background for those wonderful listeners who are like, what happened? I've known Carrie for about 27 years. 27. 27. I know, right? Like, oh, that's, oh, we were, we were young once. I don't know if anybody wants babies. Oh, child, children, children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Practically. Yeah. Practically. It seems that long ago, right? I mean, it really does. It's been a long, long yeah. time. But we, you know, for like all these years, no matter what, we've, you know, we've always been friends and you've listened to the show and it just kind of came together mm-hmm. the way it was supposed to. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited that we're just going to, you know, do the topic thing and have mm-hmm. at it. And we're going to talk about, you know, news articles and topics. And every once in a while, we're still just for those loyal fans who are like, wait a minute, there's no guest. There will still be mm-hmm. guests from time to time. I'm not taking that out of the equation. It's just that, you know, people are busy with COVID and their lives and everything that it's tough. It's tough to get schedules together and it's tough to get guests that will commit. And this is just going to be so much better. And and to be honest, to add a, a woman's opinion to some of the topics is probably not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. No. So I brought the most. You li- do have some great insights for a man. You do have some. <laughs> great insights but it is a little one-sided <laughs> a little it's a lot one-sided um no no you're absolutely right and you know and one thing about you and and people will learn this over the course of the show is that you're a very strong pillar for the female voice and and it's just it's it's, exciting. it's exciting and i'm really excited to have you and like i said Thank it's you. just you know it's cool to hang out with a friend you know once a week and say yeah. god did you hear this did you see this? Can you believe this happened? Oh, and for me, I'll be like, yeah. Oh, wait, we swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, the rules. Um, There aren't any. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, this is, I checked a little. I don't have a filter. No, no. And this, well, and the topics we're going to have is not going to be a filter type topic and everything. But uh, no, there's no filters. You don't have to be edited. I checked the little box that lets them know that there's explicit content. And we don't do video because I have a voice for radios or a face for radio. So we're going to, we'll keep this on a audio basis. So you, there's no threats there. Okay. First of all, before we get started on our topic for this week, our inaugural episode, how was your week? Did you have a good week last week? It was crazy. It was crazy. A little stressful. That's done. But this week's much better. Good, 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 good. I'm over COVID. I'm, Me too. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm God. I'm just over it. COVID has fucked things up so much. Oh my God. I just, I can't. I just, I'm over it. I just, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Get your shot. Go about your life. Get your shot. Get the jab. It's not that bad. <laughs> Step just up. Do it. Just back and get the shot. Yeah. Oh Christ. I think we just lost like 80%. There oh, goes, there goes well, 80% of our listeners. Right. Yeah. For the for the twenty percent that did get the shot that's still listening, thanks for sticking around. 
Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Any listeners at this point will take this week's topic. First of all, it's just the timing of when we're starting this. But second of all, for those who listen to the show, they know that I am married. You are a single woman out there. And it's very single. And very single. And believe it or not, around the corner is (laughs) Valentine's Day. Uh, So we are going to talk Valentine's. We are going to talk about great, great love stories in the news. We're going to talk about wonderful (laughs) presents that have been given and received. And we're going to talk about, in your particular case, dating and wonderful things of that nature. And it is going to be the Valentine episode. I like that we're starting. I kind of like that we're starting with a holiday episode because if this works out and neither one of us gets, you know, sick of the other one, then we can end with like the Christmas episode (laughs) and it'll just kind of come full circle and it'll be a wonderful thing. Dude, it's been 27 years. If we're not sick of each other by now. We ain't going to get sick of each other. That is a good point. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you actually are forced to talk to somebody once a week about stuff and you're like, at some point you're going to be like, okay, look, I like you. We're fine. We're cool. I just, I can't talk to you. Like, I just, you know, (laughs) and I'm sure at some point we're going to hit a topic that's going to piss you off. It's something I'm going to say that's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll have to take two weeks off and I'll have to say, hey, listeners, sorry, we had to take a break, but Carrie's really pissed. So Valentine's Day. Yes. Valentine's Day is coming up. The the date of. Have you thought of any gift ideas? Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, and I, well, of course, and so this is actually going to come out before Valentine's day. I, you know, it's funny because I, I really don't know, like Valentine's day to me is, and I don't know if I'm the only one or what, but do you really need a designated day of the year to tell somebody, Hey, you're important. (laughs) Like, like, it's almost like we came up with this to be like one day out of the year, you're going to have to pay attention. Like, that's it. Right? No. It's a made-up holiday. I think it's stupid. It shouldn't exist. Plus, it puts pressure on single people. If you don't have somebody, dun-dun-dun, you are alone and you are miserable because nobody loves you. Okay, question. Which is worse, Valentine's Day or New Year's for single people? Because to me, there's a lot of pressure about Mm. New Year's. There is. But I don't know. See, New Year's, you could drink yourself stupid in celebration of the New Year. Valentine's Day, you get the chocolate for yourself. Okay, okay. So, I, I hear I, I hear what you're saying. But they're both, as far as misery, they're both about the same. They're, they're, they're pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I think, like, when I was single, I don't know, man. I always felt more heat about New Year's. It was like you're starting the year out alone again, and it was kind mm-hmm. of a reset. Um, Valentine's Day, which comes right after New Year's, is kind of that second wave of, oh, yeah, by the way, (laughs) that whole New Year's thing, well, here we are again. But New Year's, you can just go to bed early. When you're single, you just go to bed, you wake up, it's the new year, and you sleep right through it. Valentine's Day is all fucking day long of just candy and love and flowers, and it's in your face longer. (laughs) It is in your face longer. It's 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 dangling in your face way too long. No, it's past its New time. New Year's Eve is, you know, the nighttime, the party, the woo. And I think as we get older, I think that New Year's, it's, you know, it. while it used to go till midnight, now it's over by like 9, 8, 9 p.m. And it's like, oh, well, then I yeah. survived. Not a big deal. Yeah. No, I get that. I can respect that. I think the first thing we're going to do before we tell our, our horrible stories and before we share stories of gifts and stupidity, I think we're going to, I think we're going to do, I think we're going to do some love in the news. Newsflash. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. This is it. On board, we have a 45 year old male chief complaint, chest pain. News articles, love in the news. Did you have, you have some, tell me you have some, tell me you have an article. Tell me you didn't, tell me the dog didn't eat your homework. Cause I know you don't have dogs. Oh, carrying the load. Oh. All right. No, no, no. Carrying the load on the first episode. That's fine. Okay. I got your back. Bad dating stories. Yeah, that's that's the next part. That's you. So um, I have some articles here. I'm going to read them and um, I'm going to love your response to them because they are fabulous. 
I did my homework. I didn't know. I knew what the assignment was and I did it. So from the B- BBC, we're going to go BBC news first. BBC. This article was in, uh, on November 8th of last year. Okay. And we'll start with the title and we'll see how you do from there. And, and, and I have to apologize to anybody from, um, foreign lands. Cause I screw stuff up on the, on a regular cause well, I'm me. But here we go. You're going to like this. Romance fraud. I wish I hadn't given 300,000 euro to a man I met online. No. In May 2019, and names have been changed to protect the innocent, of course. In May 2019, Sophia started speaking to Aaron on a dating site. She was settling. She was looking to settle down and marry. Aaron said... He was too. They talked more and more and things started moving really quickly. Sophia didn't expect to find that later down the line, she would be left with no partner and 300,000 euro in debt after giving cash to the man she'd met. And I'm going to say met. Let's just be honest here. Um, Mm -hmm. So apparently this lady literally took out quote, I took out thousands in loans and my entire savings, which equals to around 50 to 60,000 Euro. Then I borrowed lots of money from family and friends. And in total sent this man over 300,000 in Euro. Now, apparently what he had done was, um, he had got her to call her bank and share an account he had forged housing documents like they were getting a mortgage. And finally he ghosted her and she went to her, his place of work. Now you're going to love this. Apparently he had told her that he worked at Barclays. And when she went there and the guy said, there's nobody of that name that works here. And this guy said to her, quote, it was actually the guy who works at Bark, or this is the, in the thing it says, it was actually the guy who worked at Barclays who said, you need to put the phone down and call the police right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad somebody pulled her. She doesn't get it on her own. So when I pulled this article, I had every one of these articles, I have questions. First of all, I'd like to talk about the family and friends. Not one of them pulled the trigger and said, oh, sweetheart, no, 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 no. She's never, she never met this guy. She was totally catfished by him. Oh. Big time. Oh, you know, in, in one sense, my heart goes out to her because she had to be in such a place of desperation to reach that point. But in on the other hand, fucking girl, wake up. There's so many red flags, you can't ignore them. I mean, come on, sweetheart. You, you gotta get a grip. <laughs> so, Did she get her money back? Okay. As the, yes, it does. And actually, okay, so, um, so it goes on. There's kind of a an upside and a downside to this. So... Two years, and this actually happened in 99, I guess, or 19, 2019. Yeah, 2019. So two years later, she says that she feels much better about the position she's in. Um, a financial ombudsman ruled in her favor, which means under this uh, conti- contingent reimbursement model, she's a victim. And I guess um, there's some sort of banking system that'll give her money back or portions of her money back or whatever the case may be. I mean, the stuff you borrowed from friends and family, let's be honest, it's gone, but the banking stuff, it looks like it's covered. Um, um, as a result of the case going to the ombudsman and clarity emerging about the advanced nature of the scam, we fully accept the recommendation to ensure the members fully reimbursed along with compensatory interest and apologize if we haven't in any part listened to distress. So, I mean, 
it sounds like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, financially, she's going to be okay. Now, the article does go into her emotional trauma. Okay. Yeah. So she had to take a week off of emergency leave because, you know, she was just flabbergasted. Her debts are paid. All of her loans are paid. Her family and friends are paid back at goods. But at the same time, she's still single. So what next? That's probably a good thing. Well, I think next she needs to, one, stay off the dating sites. I mean, if she hasn't been burned by this and learned her lesson, I think from now on, she needs to have friends, some good friends, maybe the ones that gave her the money, to hook her up with somebody that they know. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweetie, if you want to date, we have this great guy. Here he is. Put together a match. Done. Dating sites? No. She's not a dating site person. No. No, no. And I I have close friends that wouldn't give me a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. Not even knowing somebody face-to-face, giving them 300 k I don't even know how that works. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, I'm a little short this month. You know, I don't know. I just... So when I read this article, I was like, well, there's a love story. And... That definitely tells the story. <laughs> and I don't know if we can plug this or not. I mean, you could bleep it out later if this isn't allowed. But the Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler, uh-huh. that's what it reminds me. Oh, yes. I, I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. You've got to see it. The Tindlers? This, this one dude, tin, Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler. Yeah, that's easy to say. The, the shit he got away with is mind-blowing. But since you brought up Netflix, mm-hmm. let's go to the next article because you're going to love it. So this is from NBC Connecticut, and this was published today, as a matter of fact, on their online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I like, to, I like to get it, you know, fresh and steamy, and this is going to cover both of those. Ooh. Love and logins. Who gets custody of passwords in a breakup? When love goes wrong, exactly what in today's etiquette on maintaining joint access to streaming and other online services? So apparently this, um, and I'm only going to say this because it's online and I'll say her name, but it's Emily Taffel. She didn't want to pull the password plug when she divorced her husband, and she didn't want to cut off the boyfriend who followed after the husband. Now remarried with four stepchildren, she continues as a model of civility when it comes to exes and logins. The 41-year-old and her first husband didn't have kids, much money, nothing. What they did have were subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu. Quote, we each paid for one of them and share. That was literally our divorce agreement. And it was written right in there, we're still doing it. When boyfriend Sam came along, but the romance ended three years later, they maintained close ties and joined custody of additional services, sharing logins and the cost to this day among themselves and the ex-husband. I know it's crazy, she said. The ex-boyfriend and the ex-husband aren't friends, but through me, everybody is very amicable. Nearly eight in ten Americans who are in a relationship, share passwords across nearly every digital platform, ranging from social media to email and cell phone to mobile wallets, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm going to tell you something. So I brought this article up to Marie before this podcast when I told her we were doing this. And my wife, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little choked up here. She's very concerned that... If I were to die because the iTunes account is in my name, that after the two days of mourning, she won't be able to watch Fred Claus. She won't have access to the movies. So this is a very real thing, apparently. That is very real. Oh, sorry. I had a little bit of a... Man, I thought I had a bad being single. Well, it's... Well, it was very... Real trauma. It is. It's, you know what? It's a real thing. And I felt very touched that my wife was very concerned on my death that she wasn't going to get access to hit programming. You know, I was concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two days so of maybe mo- in the will, you just write down your passwords. 
give that to her. Well, and I, you know, it's funny because these are things that I guess I've never thought of as being a mm-hmm. thing. And then I read this article and I'm like, wow, this is actually, we've become such a cyber society that this is a thing. This is something in our culture. Would you share your password? And I guess, okay, let me ask you this. You're, you're dating. You're in a relationship. Things are going good. Mm-hmm. Is right. the equivalent of giving somebody your apartment key now the sharing of your Netflix password? You know what I mean? Like, is that like a committal oh, stage? That's romance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. You know, I I gave a coworker my <laughs> password to Netflix or Hulu or what? Well, no, it wasn't Hulu. I think it was Netflix or no Disney. Disney. There was something she wanted to watch. I'm like, here, just log in. You know, I even made her a little profile and everything. And I was like, here, watch it whenever you want. But I work with her and I love her and she's a good person. And you know, if I was breaking up with somebody, I'd be like, no. No, this this is mine. I'm I'm on my independent train. I want my own. I want my own password, my own account. When I break up with you, that's it. You're done. You're out. No more password. So, cutthroat. It's mine. I pay the bill. It's mine. So that's a great point. And I think that. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'll speak for myself. In a breakup situation i think that there is you have to do that and i and i and i think you have to do it for a lot of reasons but when i read these articles or read this article about this <laughs> about this i got to thinking about do i really want to log in and see that my ex has been watching um the notebook and you know my best friend's wedding and, and I, you know whatever or is it better just you know you're there cut those ties sever right and and yeah yeah, and go on um cut the cord cord. you are no longer you are no longer a living human being you are unalive to me you don't exist this is my password my password i remember when asking for your key back was a big thing like if you asked for the key back that was a thing and then you had an and then Mm -hmm. there was a tense moment because if they didn't get the key back now you're changing locks like one of the two things is happening for this i just think it's the the new age the new digital age of the key i think it is like it's Mm -hmm. like you know this is the access i'm giving you and i think it makes a statement i think it's if you are in a relationship and you say let's share a streaming service that's Mm -hmm. that's the new that's that's the new key i mean and then i get and then i guess oh now that you know this brings up a great question though so you're dating it hurts doesn't it It does it does it yeah i I think i strained something do you (laughs) does that smoke mean you've just elected yourself pope What's more important? I well, see now I I'm kind of confused on the stages of dating because at, like the first date, kissing, like maybe a light kiss on the cheek, third date, sex. So which date is password for streaming? Like that's now that's a question. Is it date ten, date fifteen? I don't know. These are this is way past me. I'd say probably for me the first time <laughs> the first time he spent the night at my house and left his underwear on the floor. Three months after that date, he gets the password. All right. So now we know. We know. Now we know. So it's three months after the first night, not the necessarily the first night slept together, but the first night slept together with underwear on the floor. Because that's the yeah, kicker. Like all yeah. Night. Yeah. Not just the, the booty call that goes home, but spends the night, wakes up, makes coffee in the morning. You get the coochie and the coffee. Three months later, you get the password. The coochie and the coffee. Yeah. That's a committal relationship right there. Well, and then we know that three months mm-hmm. later, you're going to get the password. So this next article, I have one more. We're going to do one more. I'm expecting to get at least one or two comments from this wonderful group of people who listen. While I like the essence of the article, I'm going to blast it. <laughs> so, fun. so, oh, goody. so. Yeah, so I like the essence of the article. There's a deep story in there. I have a lot of problems with it, and I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. we're just gonna have it. 
Um, first of all, I got to give credit where credit's due. This is actually from Oprah Daily, which, side note, I didn't know that Oprah had such a thing. And this is an article that was on April 28th of last year, actually, by a Melissa Goldberg. And the title of the article is 18 True Romantic Stories That Are More Heartwarming Than Any Rom-Com. Warning, you will need tissues and maybe chocolate. Now, I'm not going to go through all 18 of them. Okay. But there was one, <laughs> there's one I've got to do just because I'm such an asshole. And it's the story <laughs> Which of. Which is why you've been in my life 27 years. Exactly. Yeah. It's why I've been in your life for 27 years because I'm <laughs> such an asshole. So this is the story of KT Robbins and Jeannie Pearson. Okay. And I want to, I'm going to, the story is actually literally like a small paragraph, but I'm really going to play the picture up a little bit because I want to give this story it's true justice okay okay and i'm going to start with this like sophia from golden girls okay picture Ah. france 1944 it's wartime no bueno a 24 year old katie robbins apparently met 18 year old genie at the time genia and i'm sure i'm fucking that up while he was stationed in france And over the next three months, they fell in love. Mm -hmm. I know, right? But their courtship came to a crashing halt when Robbins was transferred to a fight on the Eastern Front during World War II. After the war, Robbins went back to Memphis, Tennessee, and got married to another woman. And back in France, Jeannie also moved on with her life because she got married and she's now Pearson. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. Now, keep in mind... They're six years apart. He's six years older. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to 2019. Robbins returned to France for the 75th anniversary of Mm D-Day. And while there, he's interviewed by- Are you tearing up? No, I am not. I'm chuckling. Okay. Okay. And and trust me. I understand. Yeah, it's coming. So while he was there for this 75th anniversary, he was being interviewed by journalists from a television station in France about World War II. The reporters actually helped him track down Pearson. Oh. And I'm going to read this exactly as it's written. Okay. The reporters helped track down, helped Robinson track down Pearson and the two long lost lovers, both 92. Reunited in the French nursing home where Pearson lives. Quote, I always loved you, Robbins told her as they embraced. You never got out of my heart. After spending a couple hours together, the two had said goodbye, but vowed they would meet again soon. Now you're 92 years old and this guy just said, hey, that's fun. Let's do it again sometime. Right. Yeah. No. No. So no. I want to know how they time travel. I want to know right. about the time travel because mm-hmm. he was six years older and now they're the same age. He time traveled. He is. Somebody lied about the math. No, I think he. Somebody lied. No. She lied about her age. <laughs> yeah, that's a first. She, well, yeah, but usually they don't go older. I think he is Captain America. I think that he was the one that was frozen in in a machine and they thawed him out and now they're the same age. That's it. You cracked it. That's exactly how it happened. So I'm reading this article and I'm oh, like, shit. maybe wait. he got a TARDIS in the back. He's a doctor. He's the doctor. He is one of the doctor who's that's it. He's one of the doctors. Yeah. I, all you need is a TARDIS. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, apparently you need a TARDIS and a really good writer. So I, so of course I, I love this story. It's got a heartfelt message. There's a lot of heartfelt in it, but, the age thing got me and then at the very end where they're like hey this is great let's do it again sometime and i'm thinking at 92 years later babe well that was the thing i'm like players still gotta play because even if she's 92 (laughs) say she's 92 and he's actually 98 and he's actually going to give her the line like hey you know what i had a really great time um you know maybe i can call you maybe we can do this no get a hookup later right yeah like you know you want to you want to share an early bird later whatever the case may be but then he goes back to america well he well he's in america she's in france and um he's he comes back once every 75 years 
I don't think that's going to be happening. It's cute. And I, (laughs) well, and it's, it's a cute story. There's a lot of romance to it. I did. But as I was reading it, I was like, I just thought the two things I thought about was one, somebody can't do math. And two, that it doesn't matter what age you're, you are players going to play. Like he was overseas. He was in a foreign country. He got a hookup. Mm -hmm. He's going back home. Um, I get it. This is actually a really good article. I mean, a lot of it's a lot of it has to do with couples that for whatever reason, be it race or something like the war or whatever, had years of separation and then years later mm-hmm. came back together. And it's actually a really good article. And I know that <laughs> I know I kind of bashed on that one a little bit, but I just the math really bothered As you me. Should. Well <laughs> it was, it was, it was the math got me. I'm like Yeah. How can they both be 92? It's like that weird math question where it's like Stacy's sister is three years younger than her and her brother is four years older than her. How old is Stacy? And no, everybody's the same age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyways, that is the news. Newsflash. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. This is it. On board, we have a 45-year-old male chief complaint chest pain. I'm not going to be responsible for the news all the time. I just like to openly say that. So you need to get off your ass. I didn't you say that. You knew the assignment. You just chose. You're like, you? I'm Brand new. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's buying that sister at this age. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's Daisy Fresh. No, not at this age. Sorry. Nice try. Try again. Negative. That's a negative. 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 Okay. So that was the news. And now. The fame stories. I, I'm i going to start this Ooh. because I'm going to tell you the dumbest thing I've ever done um, because I think that oh, it's important. Yes. I think it's important to represent. Tell me the dumbest thing. You've okay. Done. The dumbest shit you've ever pulled. So I had to think about this and there were so many horrible things I've done that I just stupid Valentine's love things that I've done. I had to dig deep. So I had to think of something that was truly worthy I was in Montana at the time, and I was living with a guy who had a girlfriend who was living in Helena, and we were in okay. and we were in Kalispell, and uh-huh. I I think I know this guy. Yes, yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> we do. We do not speak his name. I am not giving him any nope. more glory. Nope. I've shared enough with him. anyways um so i he was dating this person who lived in helena and we went there one time and she had this friend and while her friend was nice to me i may have misinterpreted the level of niceness okay Um. so i was at the kalispell mall and there was this little shop that sold these glass blown like um, trinkets and shit. And there was this like, and I think it was either, a, I think it was like a carousel looking thing. And I bought it and literally drove that night from Kalispell to Helena to like give it to her. Oh, Now, never went on a date, had no direct relation with her. Um, this is pre-cell phone for you texters out there. And I drove and I gave it to her, but I gave it to her in like this like heartfelt thing. And it was just this really awkward moment where like she's like, um, yeah, I don't know what this is supposed to I don't know what you're doing here. So I left and as I was driving back, well, in the time I was driving back, apparently she had told her friend, her friend had told my friend over the phone. By the time I got, he's like, yeah, she don't like, like, she she don't like you. Like she has, she was nice to you. She was nice to you because, you know, yeah. So I gave a Valentine's gift to somebody who, um, wasn't even a Valentine. Oh, yeah, it was bad. It was was the drive that got me. Well, it's the drive, but it's also like the embarrassment and the stupidity of of, it was pretty dumb. That was dumb. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't dumb. You were young then. 
Oh, well, I'm, yeah. Well, if we're going to erase everything I've done when I'm young, that's going to be fabulous. But um, no, it was still stupid. It was pretty dumb. It was a dumb thing to do. It was, <laughs> God, it was so bad. Bad, 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 bad. bad. Uh, terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's one of the things that I did that was a horrible gesture, mm-hmm. um, which brings us to gifts that are just oh. vastly inappropriate for Valentine's Day. Inappropriate. And, yes. and we're starting with you. Vast uh, inappropriate. <laughs> what are gifts that are just vastly inappropriate for Valentine's Day? I I heard a story today, and a friend of mine was talking about a gift that her friend had received in front of a group of women. You know, boyfriend walks in, gives her this gift, and it was in a nice little box, and just around a bunch of people. And she opened it up, and it was a a lovely bouquet of flavored condoms. <laughs> <laughs> flavored condoms how yeah okay so guys out there listening never 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 get your woman or man or partner non-binary whatever they have one of those do not ever ever get flavored condoms for a holiday maybe a random thursday sure it's great but not on holiday so you know, that's the equivalent of getting a vacuum for a woman for christmas wow so first of all the irony of that statement is too much for me that we're gonna compare a bouquet of flavored condoms to a vacuum like there's a there's a there's a cross thing they both there's there's sucking involved in both these situations so we -hmm. talked a little bit before we started the show about this and i've been thinking about it and i really wanted to bring it up on the show and i'm glad that you did because this opens up the discussion about gifts that are self-serving. And I think Mm -hmm. that while, see, and I can't even understand what goes through his mind where he's going is like, okay, Valentine's day is coming. This is somebody Mm -hmm. I love and cherish. I need to give them a gift that shows them how much I love them. Or how horny I am. Well, okay. So that's the thing though. To me, a box of regular condoms says horny about a bouquet of flavored condoms says this has not this isn't going to do anything with you as far as i know the vagina has no taste buds that i'm aware of i mean maybe i don't know you tell me you own it i mean is is there a flavor sensor no nothing going on okay well well well, (laughs) i'll tell you what I got to be honest that if if that had taste buds given the locale, there would be some days when things would just taste like shit. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking it's yeah. not a good idea. That's like, you no, know, I, I think I tasted yeah, that. Yeah, thinking about the things that go up in there. Yeah. Take, no. no, no. Yeah, you don't yeah, want. Yeah. yeah. No taste buds. We're going to pass okay. on the taste buds. But the flavored condoms are, I'm, I want you to do something. I want you to do a job. I want you to have a flavor and in and I'm I've never had a flavored condom but I'm going to assume it's not a Dove bar. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to guess that its flavor is what? not yeah, it's not creme brulee. It's not mm-hmm. cheesecake. Sucking on a, a rubber band that dipped in honey oh i see wow you even gave it honey credit i was thinking like the worst laffy taffy ever made oh this is supposed to be strawberry are you sure i like edible panties have you ever tasted edible panties no okay <laughs> no because those things are nasty taste i've always had a question about edible panties it is my understanding that basically they dissolve yeah okay aren't they going to dissolve before you ever get there not well i know but i mean not that fast not it doesn't dissolve that fast i mean you have to kind of chew at them but i don't know it's you know what it's been so long <laughs> since i've experienced well i just well, my memory may be drawing a blank i just it's not yeah but i think that we can <laughs> i think that the thing is that edible garments or and i'm not even gonna say garments edible anything that is sexual in nature i think is a self-serving item it's like lingerie. I right. Who's in lingerie for? It, thank you. I have yet to see. I, you know, when a man gives a woman lingerie for Valentine's Day, it's a self-serving mm-hmm. purpose because ninety-nine percent of it ain't comfortable, and it's a visual stimulant for the person giving the gift. Gifts mm-hmm. are designed to be pleasurable for the person receiving the gift not giving right. the gift yes. right yes and i'll tell you one thing 
I was given lingerie before, you know, I mean, I've been around the block a couple of times. Twice. I get this twice. Gift of, Not more than twice. twice. I got a gift of lingerie once and I'll tell you exactly what happened. I opened the box. It's this little tiny itty bitty lacy thing that I knew was going to climb up my ass before I even put it on. I smiled. I said, oh, thanks, babe. That's great. Yeah, lovely. As soon as I turned my fucking back, my eyes rolled back so far, I checked out my own ass. <laughs> it's splitting me in two, but I'm going to wear this to make you happy. That goes back to my whole uh-huh. self-serving thing. Yep. You know, I mean. It was not appreciated. It's all this self-serving. I'm going to, you know, spur you with all this. Mm-hmm. But it's very. I this so that I can get that later. Right. Exactly. No, absolutely. But it's very yeah. one-sided. Valentine's Day is very one-sided. It's a very male-dominated day. Mm-hmm. I mean, in many ways, it really is. And it's. Designed to get men laid. Valentine's Day dates. Oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've got got two that pop out that were just my two worst dates ever, ever. First one, I was young. Okay. But it still haunts me. A friend of mine set me up with this dude. This before, you know, any real dating sites, before cell phones, before the... I was living in Great Falls. If that tells you how far back it was, and uh, so you had to be, me up so you had to be like, oh, no, yeah, you were twenty, maybe twenty four, twenty four, yeah. So she sets me up with this guy, and we make arrangements over the phone that he's going to come and pick me up at my place, and we're going to go out to dinner. So he shows up to my place probably half an hour early, and I wasn't ready, you know, and I didn't even know him, you know, it's like you know this blind date showing up at my door, right? Whatever, but I wasn't ready yet, so I invited him in. I went back in the bedroom. So you know, I'll be right with you, you know, scampered back and started doing my thing. And I heard water running in the kitchen. I figured he's just getting a drink. So I went out to the kitchen to get him a glass drink out of fucking dude. <laughs> oh, I like how this starts. Fucking dude. Go ahead. He was washing his hair in my kitchen sink. Really? He had just gotten off of work. And rather than going home and getting dressed and showering, he came over and he had his head dipped in my kitchen sink washing his hair he had one of my bathroom towels right on the kitchen counter i i didn't know what to say i said uh, can i get you anything you know can i help with something can i get you a towel it's like no i already got towels right here so. <laughs> and so i told him i wasn't feeling well and asked him to leave and that was it so was he using dish soap or was he just... You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I went so, into a state of shock. So Bad date. Didn't even happen. I I can't... I... I, I wow. Yeah. Wow. That was last of the memories. Okay. That was, a, that was one. Biggest, What's the second that one? Was, <laughs> another one I had was just recently. It was, I don't know, last summer maybe? Oh, wait, is this supposed to be Valentine's theme? No, this is just a date. No, it's just a date. Okay, so I meet this guy on Tinder, and we decide to go out and get dinner. And there was this great little place, you know, because of COVID, they had outdoor seating. Right. So we could be masked, and we could sit far enough away, and which I thought was great. Because I'm a single woman, this is a first date. I don't know the dude. I don't want to get cozy. You know, I'm good with six feet distance. You don't want to get cozy, but you found him on Tinder. I just want to make sure I'm clear. That yes. it's a first date, but you're keeping yes. your distance with a guy you met on Tinder. Tinder. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So we're sitting at this restaurant six feet apart. It was great. Okay, for me, dating during COVID, perfect. Stay the fuck over there. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't spit on me. No exchange of bodily fluids. You just stay the hell over there and do your thing and I'll do mine and we'll get to know each other. Right. Anyway, so I picked this restaurant outside and we're sitting there having a nice time, chatting it up. We're getting along great, you know. He's really good looking, and uh, he uh, he was talking about some issues that he had where he used to live previously in the city, in the ghetto. He's and our food came, and he didn't eat. He wasn't eating anything, and I, I thought that was kind of weird. And he said, "Well, you know, he had been attacked and beaten, and um, had some facial injuries, and that he'd lost some of his teeth." Oh my god! And I thought, "Well, I'm thank goodness you're still alive." You know, and he said, 
I have to warn you, I do have dentures now. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I mean, as long as you're safe and you're healthy and you're okay. So you got some teeth knocked out. He said he was going to get them fixed. It's not a big deal. You know, my God, dude, you're, that was a horrible beating. Fucking A. <laughs> Did I tell you this story? Um, I'm loving this. So this is this the point where he takes the mask down? Oh, no, no. He had taken his mask off because we were sitting at the table. Okay. Great teeth. You know, and his dentures looked really nice. They were great. Um, yeah, his dentures were fine. And he pulls out a little napkin and sets it next to his plate, takes his motherfucking teeth out of his mouth and sets them on the napkin right next to his plate. And he said, I don't like to eat with my teeth in because they hurt. No! No! Okay, so go back. This is in the middle of summer, okay? Outside seating at a restaurant in the middle of summer. Place is fucking packed. Every table has somebody sitting there. I had people staring at our table at this dude's teeth. I'm, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud. This is not my proudest moment. I did finish the date, finished dinner, went, okay. And I. You ghosted, <sighs> you ghosted his ass like Casper. I, I was fucking Casper. I ghosted him and I'm going to hell. Oh. I don't I don't even know if there is a hell, but if there oh. is, I'm on the express line you to hell. Ghosted his ghosted ass. Him. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, he so at the table. in your defense, I'm going to call it justifiable based what on Sorry, I don't want to date you because you took your fucking teeth out at the table. You know, I mean. So the best part about that. No, no, wait. The best part about that is there isn't a person on this planet who, if you said, so how come your last relationship didn't work out? And you said he took his teeth out to eat and placed them on the table at a restaurant. There isn't a person on this planet that's going to be like, no, I get it. I Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, okay. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he. He sent me a message mm. probably two or three days later. He said, can you at least tell me what I did wrong? And I couldn't do it. No, just, I couldn't. yeah, no, I, I couldn't respond. I'm like, I, if you don't know, I can't tell you, honey, I'm sorry. Well, and any of his boys should literally be like, okay, tell me how the dinner went. What happened? And the yeah. second he said, and then I took my teeth out, I put it, well, time, hold up. You took your what? Hold on. You did your what? Yeah. I put on a napkin. No, that no, that's a no. That's a no. That's a no. Oh. Okay. So now my luck. He's gonna hear this, and he's gonna be like, "That's why the bitch didn't call me back." Well, we didn't say your name, sir, and just take this. (laughs) This is a PCA. For those for those of you men out there dating with your dentures. Let's take a moment and talk about etiquette when it comes to eating in public places. First of all, removing your teeth and placing on a napkin is not an is not an acceptable format for eating. I don't care how bad they hurt inside your skull, keep the teeth inside at all times. This is a PSA message. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it you like don't do that. I mean, that's you know, now I got to sit here and think what is worse because I will tell you that I did have a date billions of years ago where she went third knuckle at the table um pulled it out looked at whatever remnants was left on the end of her finger wiped it on the napkin under her on the on her lap and i always thought to myself oh. we're at a restaurant like you just that you just did that oh okay yeah that's not okay. That's not okay. But I have to, but here's the thing, which is actually worse. Cause I'm thinking third knuckle versus teeth. I'm going to go with teeth because the teeth is a longer, like the nose thing is like an in and out thing. I mean, she didn't, yeah. she, and that's the other thing. Women are very impressive to me because they're not really coal miners as much as guys. Guys will go up there. They'll stay. They'll do some <laughs> oh, shift work, come out. Right. You know, you guys are in and out. Yeah. You guys are in and out. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to still go with the teeth over that. Like I'm going to go with teeth. Yeah. Wow. Because everybody was watching. And, you know, dinner is what, half an hour, 45 minutes long-ish? Well, and that's the thing. And when, the entire restaurant, the servers were coming out. Uh, well, and that's the thing. When the server comes out and says, you know, do you want dessert? No. 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 Nope. I want out of here now. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is I actually made con- eye contact with the waitress and 
she looked at me and I looked at her and she knew we were on a first date because it was pretty obvious, you know. Hey, tell me about you. I'll tell you about you. So she knew it was a first date. And the look on my face was apparently horrified enough that she got us through there pretty quick. So I have to so there's two wow god, there's so many things actually. My mind is racing. COVID dating Start with one at a time. Right. The COVID dating thing is cool because you can wear a mask and you can really hide some facial expressions. I'm kind of down with that okay. process. Waiter or waitress picking up on the first date thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating to me because um, you can tell. And you can also tell if they're on your side or not. Because uh-huh. when I back when I was dating, I will tell you that there were times where I would go out. And it was more the waiters versus the waitresses that like. Hey, I'm going to bring you guys a dessert, like free desserts, things, you know what I mean? Like free extra drinks Mm -hmm. or something like they were, you know, playing the odds. So I do find that fascinating. Carrie, I have to tell you that I really can't thank you enough for joining the show, for being a part of the conversation, for enlightening me to all the things that, oh, I probably just don't know. I think I look forward very much to deep-seated conversations, probably some more important issues that we will talk about. Oh, we'll get into it, yeah. Oh, for sure. I am Earl. (laughs) This is Carrie, and you've been listening to the Edited for Content podcast. If you like this show, please, please download it, follow it, share it with your friends, um, pick it up on any of your listening stations. Thanks for stopping by, guys. <laughs>